1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. I mean, so the, the, I mean, the crap that we were just talking about, I mean, that fits right in. I mean, I mean, the waterfowl, the waterfowl section and, and waterfowl in general is such a passion and everybody is so into it. It's like the mob. You do not, you do not get out once you're in like Ron Latchaw mm-hmm. is still in it. I mean, from years and years ago, there's so many guys still in it. Um, what, when did you start? I mean, because I mean, the photography has always been something for you, mm-hmm. and and you and and waterfowl hunting and fly fishing and and just being outdoors has always been something for you. So, mm-hmm. but what what oh yeah what took it? What what started next, it? Next level. Yeah. All right. Here's what happened. Okay. I mean, there's my early years, and then there's, and it really could on for a long time but i probably think for fa brand we should probably stick to like when i i i consider those days when we rebranded fa and latshaw and God, dude there's so much i could talk about well that's what i'm saying so that was here. like let what me, let me that was like it. It 06 or it really when... doesn't matter what happened to me I think what matters is what happened back then because I think that was the heyday of... No doubt. Like, it really changed... It, it really changed the, the, the influence, the real influence, not today's influence, but the real influence of water waterfalling, especially, like, manufacturers. I know you had, you had foils... And, and it was a, it was during his rise, right? Well, there's no, also there's happened, no doubt. And I also happened to do that marketing, right? Yes. But Ron Lack, there was there's been you know people talk about oh this is new and this is new and this is innovative and blah 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 bullshit. It's all bullshit because it's all been I've done. Been doing, I've been doing marketing my whole life. It's not innovative. It the, right. you might have some changes that make something better right. or more effective easier to hunt that's that's possible yes. here i'm gonna lay innovation on you art ladehoff when he came out with the bigfoot <laughs> yeah ron latshaw when he came out with the blind the layout blind no doubt whoever it was that came up with the spinner we just talked about it that, his name is dave that, and we didn't get his that, name i don't know his name but it was california so yes yep and then mojo that, bought it and those, mojo bought it those three yes. things those three things are what change waterfalling. I would three. I would throw. Are, I would go throw. Ahead. I would go throw ahead. Randy Bartz. It wasn't a. Oh, it wasn't his flag. Yes. Yeah. I, I would throw yeah, Randy I mean. Bartz, and I would throw. And it's like it's hard because you 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 can't throw you can't throw grounds and foils and zinc. You can't throw any of them unless you throw the hesses. Right. And on the calls, you. you know what I mean. Yep. So, so you have yep. to say Charlie Hess, and the yep. Hesses, and so then you just say Hess, 
or or whatever. So so, but you're absolutely right, and and we've talked about this about how much it's changed because you've seen it change. I've watched it change. Um, uh, it's been a wild ride. The heyday coming through the '90s was incredible, and it keeps mm-hmm. growing. Ron mm-hmm. changed the category with that item. The mojo changes the the category with that item you know what i mean there's so many of these changes but the biggest thing that i thought which i I believe was around when you started doing the marketing was that about oh six oh seven or or what does that sound right i rebranded fa in the end of oh five okay so i'm I'm close so oh five so then it starts and then i think the work the work started to show up in oh six okay I can tell you how that happened. I mean, yeah, I mean, people want to know. Yeah, there's no doubt. Okay. I mean, this is huge. Okay, back in the history. back in the day, back in the day, Tom Lutz. Yep. He ran. He ran Colpin, Right. Yes. And he when he went on to Polaris, you know, when they, you know, bought all that stuff. But, That's right. Um. He contact. I did a project for Mark and Mark Drury, Mad Calls. We created this yep. this product. It was, he had a buck growl and packaging, and he had to go do a meeting at, I think it was at Walmart, and blah, 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 back in the day. And, <laughs> right. and Tom Lutz purchased Mad Calls. That's and right. And he did that project, and then Lutz is like, oh, man, this, this guy's good at this stuff. You know, this turned out good. Well, he called me, and he said, I want to come over to your farm and talk to you about something that I want to do. Well, he came over here to my farm and we sat on the porch for two days. And he said, I want to buy a waterfall company. And it's Ron Latshaw's final approach. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> right. Really cool, dude. Yes. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, what, what do you think we should do? So I kind of gave it a, I wouldn't call it a like a broad scope. I kind of got a little finer with it than that. I said, "Here's what I do." And at that time, Marty Hansen, my buddy decoy carver, who I think is the best in the game, best alive, he, I, I got him. I told him, I said, "We could get Marty to do some birds. We can do this. I'll re, I'll redesign the logo, which <laughs> turned into a big." A big deal. You remember Grounds, right, Tim? Oh, Tim. Tim. I, I guarantee. Oh my God, was he, he was so mad at me at one shot show, yeah. dude. Oh my God, because I changed the logo. Yeah, went from the two geese. Is. Right, went from two geese yeah. to the to the bluebill yeah. oh, yeah. kind of landing. Yeah. Right. Oh man, I mean, he just and he just was. Oh my, he was so nasty to me at the shot show. And I'm like. Oh, whatever, you know, then foils are like, ah, fuck him, you know, fuck him, I don't fucking matter. You know, he's doing his thing. And it was, you know what, dude? And at the end of the day, everybody liked everybody. Right. I mean, they were, they were only pissy at each other for a brief moment in time. And it was all because they're a bunch of competitive son of a bitches. That's right. That's right. They well, all want to win, dude. Well, sure, they right? they all wanted to win, and there was they all want to win. But there was enough waterfowlers at the time and the height of it that there was enough to go around for everybody to sell products and everybody oh, heck, to yeah. do good. And it was, 
I mean, but mm-hmm. but also at that time, you know, you you had Fred broke off from Ron a long, long time before that, goes to yep. Avery and yep. and like what I saw because I was a staffer at the time. I it was a fight at retail. Like it oh. was the Hatfields and McCoys. It was Oh, there was bad it was, blood, dude. It was oh, yeah. like I said, you were either on this side or that side. Boy. You were either on the Avery side or you were on the final approach Damn. side. And there was no playing the middle. Like you were in or out. Like that was it. And it was that, I'm telling you, it was like sworn wow. it was like some gang shit. That's <laughs> the truth, man. It's you're 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 spot on, dude. I mean, I remember foils. Well, you know how close I am with Jeff. Yeah. You know, everybody, everybody knows that. Everybody does, right? I mean, he's like, he's a great, great friend of mine. My children love him. My wife, I mean, he's family to us, right? That's right. And I mean, that guy back then, he probably still is. Hell, I don't know. He softened some, but not, all, not a lot. <laughs> but back then, he would even say it. You're either for me or against me. There's no doubt. That, and that, that is the way it was. But here's the deal. It's really not, I don't know, I'd have to, I'd have to talk to him about it and ask him. <laughs> well, know, I'm going to have him on as well. True. He's he's next. He's next. So I'm going to. Oh, that's awesome. Listen, to we're going to go through all this shit because, because, like I said, I remember, I remember the time. I remember going to, you know, at that time, listen, the Waterfell weekends were like Cabela's. And some yep. small mom and pops and 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 Osh things gosh. like that. And it was listen, if you went to an event and worked, you were trying to make sure your decoys were at the front when somebody came in. They were off the stairs. You were doing like it was like I'm telling you, it was a war. There is absolutely no doubt. And it was guerrilla marketing. It was street <laughs> marketing. And it that was you know what I mean. And it, that that's what no, I'm talking it. about. Now it's like you know I kind of look back at it, and this is this is the best analogy i could put to it 1990s the nba guys would like i'd punch you in the face right and beer and i punch you in the face right and now like you know the nba right now is everybody's buddy everybody hangs out doesn't matter what team you're on you're all good to go and that's how it's changed and waterfowling is kind of the same way Mm -hmm. and it's like listen we came up where it was divided and you know, everybody was doing their thing, and they wanted their company to strive, and that's what you did. You grinded it out. 100%. There was, like, in your analogy with sports, the NBA is is really good because, like, obviously you remember back when, like, Kurt Rambis and Kevin McHale went at it. Yeah. In the NBA Finals, you remember – when the I bad was, boys from yes. the bad boys in Detroit, they didn't take any shit from no, no one. No, listen, I was there a, was no shaking hands, no, no, none of that. No, uh-uh. I was a Sixers fan, and I remember Dr. J grabbing Larry Bird by the throat and punching oh. him. And listen, Dr. J was, <laughs> Dr. J was like the epitome of cool, and he and he was he like was. never, never yep. did that. And I was like, oh my god. Dr. J just blew up and, and choked Larry Bird and punched him in the face. And I was like, holy God, it must be real shitty on the floor right now because that <laughs> that never happened. But that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how crazy. I'm not saying, you know, there was fights and stuff in waterfowling. I'm, I'm not saying there wasn't. I'm not saying. Yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there, yeah, was. there was. Yeah, there was. So, yeah. And that's yeah, was... how crazy it was. But, but it was the peak. 
of who uh, could make something better. I agree. Who could make something better. Uh, I agree. You know, but, but, you know, listen, Ron and I talked about this as well. There was an awful lot of copying. And, oh. and our, our, yeah. our industry is full of plagiarism, dude. Correct. It's full of it. Correct. So there's no it. getting away from that. And listen, I'm sure there's a lot of other industries where that goes on and stuff. But it's just mm-hmm. so, I guess it's just so uh, apparent, I guess you'd call it, in this kind of industry. Because, you know, mm-hmm. if you do a product, if you do a bag or you do a decoy or you do a pose or you do something, it, it's, just, mm-hmm. it's, just too, it's just too simple to see it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know how mm-hmm. else to put it. I mean, that's it. Well, no. I mean, look at here also. Look at the amount. Okay, so you're talking about back in the 90s, and look at how media has changed since oh. the 90s. Oh, forget it. I mean, well, that's. I mean, we know everything, and we know it right now. There's no. There's no doubt. Like how if many, somebody's how many dumb pe- enough. Go ahead. Go ahead. How many people back then had the means of hiring? let's say a dude like me or a handful of others that did what I did, get into the editorial world, do your ad work, do your mm-hmm. reviews. Yep. Do people couldn't afford that. Yeah. Now, part of the now, you can put anything out there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even mean it's true. Quite honestly, <laughs> most of it's not true. Right. But it's not. It's not even real. Right. We, you know, we, we talk about this all the time, and this is with everything. You talk about social media, and there is a good side. And there is a bad side because you, you, you can see great information right now. But guess what? Right. You can see shit information right now, too, right. that might not be true. And it might set you off on, you know, uh, you know whatever. So, I mean, there is it, it, it has absolutely changed and it's changed the face of everything. And it's just it's insane. Uh, and, 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 it, and, it you know, it, it's it also brings up the like, where do we go from here? I mean, that's a whole other subject but but I, I i talk about like the you know that was you know the heyday and coming through it but you know i also say that the heyday is anytime you have a waterfowl season and you get to go you know what i mean because that's really what that's really what we live for so you know that's right. the that's the cool that's the cool part of all this and and Versus back then to now, and and I I won't say the NBA or I because that's this one doesn't apply to that or, but I do talk about I talked to Ron about it. I've talked to a couple other people on, on the podcast about it. Is that we've just lost a lot of the pioneers and spokespeople and icons. Whether they you know Grounds passed away, Butch Richenbach passed away, Buck Gardner mm-hmm. doesn't get on the road as much. Mm-hmm. You know, Fred's out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Jeff's out a little bit. You know, they don't they don't grind like they used to. So this whole generation mm-hmm. of new hunters mm-hmm. or younger hunters mm-hmm. aren't getting to see the, you know, they're not getting to see Tim Hunt and the way he called. And what, you know, if Fred doesn't have a show, right. like, you don't see it. Or, uh, you know, Jim Ronquist, like, yeah, they have a show, you know, and you can, you can find Jim a couple places, you know, obviously with, you know, not a lot of traveling in the past few years, but it, it, it was just more, there was just more guys and more of it back then than now. I mean, would you? Right. 100%. I, oh, no. I, oh, 100%. I mean, and, 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 and those guys, and I guess I always go back to this. It was, it was the guys, it was what they stood for, the tradition, the sport, 
and just kind of really getting guys into it and girls and, and whoever wanted to go and just trying to teach them and learn the right way and respect the game and all that. So, I, and, and that's kind of, that's still kind of going on and that's the good side of social media, but then you have the bad side and that's kind of showing, you know, the idiots and doing something dumb and whatever. So yep. man, it's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough yeah. one. I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> boy, I mean, we could, we could go I, that road. We could go down a real sour road there. You know what I oh, mean? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I mean, some I, of the shit I see on social media, just like you, I just shake my head and want to just slap somebody in the head and just, mm-hmm. just go, come on, guys, mm-hmm. we can do mm-hmm. better than that. Really? You know? Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this <laughs> the other day, but somebody brought it to my attention. I'm not. I do. You know, I don't. You know this, but I so. Bosses, boss shot shell the feed, the Instagram feed. I do that, right? Okay, but that's you, right? Like the Facebook stuff, the Facebook I, in general, I don't do it at all. Gotcha. Like nothing, not personally, not business, nothing. I just, I'm out of it. But so somebody the other day sent me something. Foils must have like made a reply or a post or something about silhouettes. Right. God, did I laugh reading it? And I text him, and I'm like, "Oh my God, dude!" Right? Because he just like you can tell he just lost his mind, right? Oh like, my God, this silhouette thing is like a new thing, right? We're like, uh, "Dude, we all cut plywood out and painted it. Oh, you, <laughs> we all we didn't have any money. We all oh did that, God. right?" You ain't lying. I remember doing it. I remember doing it in my dad's garage, and oh my God, I remember. I remember screwing the stakes onto the plywood. Oh shit! Like, forget it. I remember uh I remember being the pack horse there was carry light shells and I know you know which ones I'm talking about the stackable ones oh, yeah. that had like the T stake right and we had thrown all the stakes away and we had made this backpack to carry like 10 dozen shells right well the yeah. pro- the problem was one person had to sit on the ground and put the backpack on, and the other two guys had to pick the guy up because you couldn't stand up with it. Now, once you got right. up, you look like you look like <laughs> I, you look like you're carrying like 16 <laughs> cases of beer on your back, and you were like swaying back and forth. And then you finally got to the truck, and you couldn't wait to fall over. And it was like you just traded off who was going to freaking carry that. So, yeah, I mean, those were the days. But yeah, the silhouette stuff is insane. It's like it's coming right back around. Like, it's nothing new. A-frame mm-hmm. blinds. No. Oh, no. I mean, back in you know, in Maryland and mm-hmm. the East Coast and up in Canada, I mean, they, they, they just call them stand-ups. Like, yep. they've been doing that. Willow blinds, stand-up blinds, they've been doing that for... Oh, forever. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I was gonna. I was actually going to mention that one when we were talking about when Lasha came out with the layout blind. Yeah. You know, I mean, before that, well, not even before that, during that, I mean, they still do it. The up in Saskatchewan on the prairie, and I'm talking my dad back into the, into the fifties, and me is you know in seven mid seventies. Right. We used it was chicken wire and willow bush. That's right. That's right. And it's probably snow, still being used fence, up there. Snow fence. Right. Right. Yeah. And and I'm they had no clue you were there. No. No. None. No. So, and and, and I think it goes in cycles, you know, going to the birds. It does. Like, it, it, it does. They get used to the, like, listen, they're going to get used to all the stand-up blinds 
and 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 those style blinds in the next year mm. or two or three or whatever it takes and then we'll be back to layout blinds and then we'll come back to the stand-ups and it's like you know it, it's just a progression like the birds just get it like you know they just figure it out you know the same with the mojos and all the spinning wing decoys whether it's lucky duck and 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 uh, Ron has those yep. clone ones that actually, I mean, that thing looks sick the way it, it, it flaps and lands. It's totally different than some of the other stuff that's out there. But Ron's no matter clone? Ron has the clone, the clone decoys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so no matter oh, yeah. what, no matter what's out there, they kind of get hip to it. So there's yep. going to be a time where they, they go, yeah, bro, we've seen that. <laughs> we know what's, mm-hmm. we know what's going to mm-hmm. go on there. So yeah, you're, oh, man. we're constantly mm-hmm. evolving, but we do go back. You know what I mean? We're evolving, but then we go back because the stuff that was created back then, the silhouettes, the layout blind, mm-hmm. like you say, the flag, mm-hmm. the spinner, like you can't beat those. You can't. Yep. You can try to change my dad, them. Whatever. My dad, old timer, he's been gone for a long time. He died 94, but I mean, the guy was, a, he was a major duck hunter, right? Really good at it. A killer, just a killer. Right. And he had... Like part of his diver rig, you know, cans, redheads, and yep. bluebills. But yep. part of his rig was he had coot decoys. Yeah. Oh my god. And there were and there were times when he'd pull, he'd pull most of the divers out and leave the coots, and leave all the coot. <laughs> Way ahead. Because, he was, he's thirty years dad, ahead of his time. Dad used to tell me he's like right. Oh, like when canvas backs come in, yeah. Like you know the middle October kind of there, you know, kind of seasonal migrants. Well, not kind of they are right. And, you know, middle October to the third week October in western Minnesota or on the border of South Dakota. I mean, there's one thing they're looking for, and it's food. And coot are on the food. It's it's just right? like anything else. It's knowing the birds, when, scouting the birds. When is that coming back? When's that one going to come back? There's it no, will. There's no kidding. There's, there's... Even Phil yeah. Robertson, right? Oh, yeah. D.C., right? That dude one day told me, he told me, like, greenheads would get so weird in the trees sometimes that he'd paint the mallard decoys flat black. Yeah. And kill them over flat black decoys. Why? Because they ain't seeing it. Right. They're not conditioned to it. You know, it's just like hunting. I I believe it 100%. Well, it's just just conditioning. Listen, if you keep showing them the same shit and they get shot at, like, yeah, they're going to figure it out. They're, They're not... You know, we talk about this, and you, you can go into, like, bird psychology or, or, or whatever you want to go to. They, they're not smart. They don't learn in that, like, in that way. Like, a crow, like, learns. A crow is intuitive. A crow has a different brain, right? Uh, a right. goose or a duck gets conditioned. You keep having the spinner and they get shot they go i see the spinner that means bad news you know what i mean i see the white face i see that you know they get to condition you keep showing it to them and shoving it down their throat and guess what they're out so so like just like you said about painting the, the ducks black they had never seen it so they're like never no alarms mm-hmm. nothing's going off on the alarm so i'm in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. same crap uh-huh so let's go back to that when lash made the blind, right? Yes. The layout blind, you know, and the, let's go this I mean, yeah, there was early versions, but let's let's take the the eliminator. No doubt. Okay. Okay. Foils. I believe it was foils, zinc, and grounds. I, I, I it we, was. Ask Jeff. Ask Jeff, but I, I I'm almost positive it was. 
they would put those out, and they didn't even grass them. They just laid them out. Then you had to grass them. Right. Then you had to dig them in. Then you had to this. Right. Then they didn't work at all. <laughs> the conditioning. Then, right. then they worked on some days. Then, you know what I mean? There's no doubt. And it's then, a progression. And then, and then here comes this panel blind. Yep. Right? Yep. Bigger the better. That's Make right. it look like a hotel out that didn't, mat- that didn't matter. That's right. That's it right. Just, it's, it's, it's really fun to see. Now, like, in, again... I mean, there's guys that are just chewing them up over silhouettes. Yeah, and I mean, look at the the the, the boat blind market went the same way too. The bigger, the better. Same. You know what yep. I mean? We went from yep. you go from layout boats, and I, I you know, and, and I don't mean for divers layout boats. I'm talking about like a marsh a puddler set with a blind on it, like a like a like you know, I there was a a, a brand out here called Mallard Marine, and it was called a Marsh Rat, and Duke mm-hmm. Duke mm-hmm. ended up making a frame and a blind for David Boys, and it was like an eliminator flip top on top of a layout boat and that just went bananas out here and now you have you know 7,000 of those you know out on the market you know what I mean right but I yep. just don't think a lot of guys do that style so I don't think that'll ever like really change the birds on that because there's just not a lot of guys doing that I don't think they see that enough to really change Right. You know right. what I mean? That's one thing that I think yeah. is mm-hmm. a, is it, 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 there's just not a lot of guys do it. I mean, heck, there's yep. there's not a ton of guys that that throw like a, a, a UFO style, you know, uh, pumpkin seed boat, you know, to shoot divers. There's not a ton of those guys either. There's a good no. amount, but there's no, not a ton. That's, that's why it'll always work. That's right. That's right. That's so those why. things, those things yep. aren't aren't put out in, in, in front like the mass mm-hmm. amounts like we're talking mm-hmm. about the panel blinds, the stand up blinds, the, the layout blinds, the big you know, the big boat blinds or whatever. So yeah, there's you know, it's constantly evolving, you know, but those things that were made back then, you know, I, I talked, you know, when I was talking to Ron at that time and I said I said, Bro, listen, people need to, you know, take their hat off to you and I, you know, I'm not trying to kiss his ass when I'm telling him this. I'm telling him for real because I say, listen, if you don't do this, if you don't make that blind, a lot of stuff doesn't happen. And what I mean oh, by man. that is, you know, okay, so so Ron does that at the time, and then a couple other companies pop up out here in the West. You have Don Guthrie and Columbia River Decoys. You have Dave Smith and Dave Smith Decoys. You have mm-hmm. Corey Hamrick and Hardcore Decoys and Marcus. You have this guy down at South um, – uh, his name was Perry Nordhaus, and it was called Black Widow Flocking. And look at all that stuff that, like, everything is flocked now. Where did that come from? Right. You know what I mean? That was at the right. same time because yep. guys saw Ron, mm-hmm. and this was just out west here. I know it was happening everywhere else. Guys saw mm-hmm. this and were like, okay, if he can do this, I can do it. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going for my dream. I'm going for it. You know what I mean? And then shit starts going crazy because the calls were already going, you know, you know, when Fred breaks off from, from Ron and goes to Avery, then all kind of stuff starts over there. Then Fred starts his call company, and then Foils is going, Grounds is going, everybody's going. And it's like a race to the finish, let's call it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I, don't I don't know what was I don't know what was happening in the Midwest. I mean, were you, like, when, when Final Approach was kind of going through and, and that happened with Ron, what were you seeing over there? Like, Same you, thing. Yeah. The biggest... Same thing. The biggest thing that I saw change in all this had to do with 
a layout blind and a spinner. Mm-hmm. And it was what happened to duck hunting in Prairie Canada. Oh, or any or any field in the lower forty-eight that they well, came through. I, I'm just gonna. I'm oh. just same thing there, especially on the prairie. Yes, especially. Yes, but I'm gonna go back to like Prairie Canada because of the time of the year that you could hunt them and what it was like on hens and young of the oh. year. Oh my god! Oh my! Oh my god! Just it was bad, is what it was oh almost. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, you know. I'm not going to say I'm not even going to say good or bad because <laughs> it was it was the beginning of it, right? And it was absurd. Yes, nobody had it, ever seen anything uh-uh. like that. Mm-hmm. Nobody had ever mm-hmm. seen a bird act like that. Not even to a you know every mm-hmm. once in a while on a call you'll see him jerk and come that quick. But on that spinner, man, you could. I, I talked about it on one of the episodes, and I said, I said I remember putting a spinner. These guys thought I was these guys thought I was like the biggest jackass in the world. I told them I said we're going to go down here in this little low spot. I mean, their boots were barely getting wet and I had no decoys and they said, "Well, is everything set up already?" and I was like I was like, "Nope, we don't need much today." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And I had a spinner on a 10-foot pole mm-hmm. and it was in a flight pattern of birds coming out of the refuge like about a half a mile away. And mm-hmm. I said I said, I've been watching these birds come out this way, and I said, we're going to shoot a bunch because they're going to come out. There's a ton of widgeon here right now, and they're going to they're going to come out, and they're going to loop around, and they're going to get right behind this spinner, and we're going to we're going to shoot our limits right here. And these guys thought I was the biggest jackass in the world, right? <laughs> but they didn't know that I had gone there the day before with the spinner to see, like, let, let's just try. I'm not going to put the spinner there. I'm not even going to shoot anything. And these birds were getting right behind the spinner, like they were going to like they were coming right with it to land. And I go, that's it. I took like four guys over there. We shoot four limits in like no time. And these guys are like, you know, jumping up and down like little kids. And they're like, holy shit. Like, what did we just witness? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's what you just, that, that spinner right there is death. <laughs> yep. You know, God, it was, they, <laughs> I got a similar story and there's lots of them out there. People have. It would, it, quite honestly, it'd be a really cool book of memoirs to go back and talk to the duck hunters that remember the beginning of the spinner. Oh my God! And just yeah. give and give me one story. That's right. It'd be a cool the book. Day. It'd be a really cool book of memoirs. Yeah, the day that you okay. saw it happen. Oh, oh. you know what I mean. Well, it's, I, I, I'm, an, I'm not even going to go to the day I saw it happen because it was just, <laughs> but just like here's it's just insanity, right? It was, but right, it was murder. I'm going to go to two of my duck hunting buddies that are like, nah, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Yeah, I don't believe it, right. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm in Saskatchewan. I'm by myself, which I mostly was back then. And this is before This is before the guides and outfitters were there. I mean, it was really it was just me. Right. Okay. It was a big snowstorm, like one of those October, around October 9th or 10th, and get just got hammered by 18 inches of snow it was just brutal right and there was these this series of barley fields where the barley was laid in swath and it was wet and they couldn't pick it up oh yeah oh yeah oh it was oh it was nuts right right well they got covered up so my buddies were on their way and I get up early in the morning and it's just nasty out right 18 inches of snow it's really bad and i'm like well 
my guys show up and we go out in this field and it's early and I'm looking at it and I can still see green heads moving, right? They're not gone. So right. they're sitting on a big body of water, but they're not leaving. They're trying to keep so, it open and, and they don't know where the food is. Yep. They're just like, nope. they don't know what to do. Food's covered up. Yeah, they don't know so what to do. I, I took a spinner, just like you did on a long <laughs> pole. I walked out into the field in the snow and looked for the wet spot and then walked in it and then got those two guys out there with me and I said, just walk around here in the water. Oh, my God. And then the snow kind of started to melt and turn gray. Right. I, so you no, kind of no had a problem. dark spot. Right. You had no, a dark spot. But it's still full. It's, it's There's no open water. It just looks right. wet. Right. Put the spinner right there. Oh, my God. And I can see the green heads moving. And I told these two, I said, just turn it on. <laughs> turn it on. They turned it on. And it was <laughs> Dude, it was unbelievable, right? Well, anyway, they're like, I don't, I can't believe this. And I said, okay, walk out there. I said, now hold the pole. <laughs> the guy would, I said, just hold it. Hold it and shut it off. And there, birds would swing, and they would swing and goof around and act like greenheads do. And right. I said, okay, turn the fuck around now. Turn yeah. it on. He'd turn it on. Poof, fucking bow up. <laughs> He'd come, you know. It was the most... It was the craziest thing ever. But now I look back in retrospect, and I don't know, dude. I don't know. Well, you I, know, they they, know. they tried to put the they tried to put the spin on it of, well, you know, it's getting, and I could take some pluses in this, like okay, it's getting it's getting the birds close so you can ethically kill them a little bit better and i was like mm, i'll buy that for a little bit and it's like okay you can get them close so now you can pick out the green heads instead of the hens and you'll shoot more green heads i'm like okay i'll take a little bit of that but i mean it was death on a stick and that was it so yep. i mean you death turn that on button on god is that good dude I'm, death I'm, on a, you gotta write that <laughs> you gotta write that article <laughs> death on a stick i mean there it is that might be the name of the book and then do a book of memoirs called foils Call a bunch of those dudes down in Stuttgart because their oh, I stories bet you in the are timber? unbelievable. Oh, I believe they were Max was out of them, and I believe they were selling for five hundred bucks a copy on oh, the Main Street. Oh my god! I mean, I, well, here's the thing. I don't know if you remember the first one, and we we don't have to go into like a whole spinner thing, but but if you remember the first one you saw, like I talked to Ron about it. Like, I remember the first one I saw. It wasn't even a spinner. It wasn't wings. It wasn't anything. It looked like a damn plucking machine. It looked like a goalpost with just like a, a freaking blade on it. And it looked like got it. it looked like a damn grass cutter upside down. Damn. And, I mean, it just, I mean, the like, the first time I saw it was, I was like, I was the same way. I was like, what is this guy talking about? He's talking about, like, we're right. just going to kill shit it's going to be like they're going to come from the heavens and you know you hear those stories and you're like yeah yeah i read some of that in a book you know you know i i, <laughs> I read they come down from the heavens and whatever this guy gets on a call and they just come and i'm like yeah yeah i've heard all that and then he turned that on and i'll tell you what it was exactly that and it was just scary you know right so right. so yeah yep. so 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 the tactics the tactics get more intense and we keep going and we see like the evolution but but then like where you come in and where this thing changes is the evolution of marketing because yeah. 
you know, because mm-hmm. you come in, you come in, and listen, if anybody has not seen Alijo's a, a picture, like, as soon as you see it, you know it. Like, I, I can tell. You know what I mean? As soon as I see it, I know it. I know the vibe. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I know the picture. Like, I know it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So so yep. if, if anybody doesn't know, you got to look and see, and then you go, okay, yeah, I see it. But it got mm-hmm. intense on the marketing side because we go back to, hey, this is a fight. And if I'm going to put an ad in a, in a magazine or a commercial, like, it better be badass. You know what I mean? It better get your attention. Right. Like, we're just not selling something. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Like, we're Mm-mm. selling, like, we're selling mm-hmm. us. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, who was in, like... I know it was you and Foils. Like I don't know if Lutz. I don't know if Tom Lutz had. I don't. I don't think he had the marketing mind or the or the the say. Hey, this is uh, way we, we uh, want to go or whatever. He just kind of let you guys run. He had. He had. He had. Major major business savvy. Correct. Tom was a very Lutz smart did. man. Correct. And and he knew who to put in place. There you go. In positions to do what needed to be done and i'll never forget like one time one time only i called him and i had created something i said hey what do you it was it was an it was going to be an ad the first ad campaign i said hey what do you think about this and he goes i don't know that's what i hired you for well, there you That's go. It. There you go. Don't don't ask him again. D- right. Just and, and, now you know. he, and then he told me one other thing one time. He goes, don't make me tell you something twice. Well, there you go. That's it. So <laughs> I had a job to do, and I did it. And But I do think, like, when you talk about, like, marketing or the companies that the brands that I worked with or grew back in the day, I I kind of think that they were influential in the way the waterfall market went for at least a couple decades well were you doing were you doing jeff foils were you doing jeff's marketing before fa or were yeah okay so and and that's at the height and 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 at that time that's like when foils is starting to get to his height Right. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah. he's building, and Dude. you're building his marketing. So you could tell, like that's why I said, you look at a foils marketing piece, you know it's that. Yep. You know it's yours. Yep. Then you see the FA, and and then all of a sudden foils mm-hmm. becomes, for a lack of better term, I mean, Ron's out. Ron Ron is out of the company. He goes, uh, and grounds goes because grounds and Ron are are tight, and grounds sees whatever he doesn't like, and he wants out, so he goes. And then there was still a couple guys, like influential guys, like Bill Saunders was still kind of involved. Billy, right? Billy was right. Billy was a young shooter back That's right. then. That's right. And doing and now, I don't know if you know what Billy's up to now, but you know he's doing great things. And like I look at his work and the way he's running his his game right now, and I think yeah. he's fantastic. And then I just I absolutely love that Avi's choke. Oh yeah, Oak thing that he's doing. Oh, yeah. I just, I mean, I oh, love yeah. it. You know, I think it's fantastic. Well, and, you know, and he was coming through at that time, so he's learning from everybody. He's learning, you know. And listen, I, you know, uh, he was learning from grounds and Ron. He's learning from fools. He's learning from. He's learning from everybody. That's you know, and and that's why I said just sucking up all that information mm-hmm. and then using it mm-hmm. down the road as he breaks off to do his own thing. And and you know, listen, it's no secret that you learn from pros and down the road you 
start acting and conducting business like a pro. It's not it's not a secret. You know what I mean? Yep. That's anything. Yep. You learn from a good mentor or mentors, it's going to rub off on you. And listen, I was even, you know, taught back in the day in a different industry. Like I was told from a guy who I thought knew exactly what he was doing and I aligned with him really good and he said, Listen, learning isn't all about finding out, you know, what to do right. Like you're gonna learn from somebody doing shit wrong and you're gonna learn to mm-hmm. do it right. He's like, So there's mm-hmm. other ways of learning. So, mm-hmm. you know, those guys come through and learn and, and now we're off and running. Now FA is, you know, I, I don't know if it was the no days off segment, if that was earlier, that was a little later, but it starts no, to was, turn into that was in the beginning. That was, it turns into like, you know, like like listen, we grind. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Foils mm-hmm. was a grinder. You know what I mean? Foils was a killer and a grinder. That was Foils. That was Foils. Yeah, no doubt. The, the grind thing, I'm really, quite honestly, I'm not a fan of personally. Okay? There's two things here. There's I have a job to do. Yes. And then there's what I'm like. Well, Foyles and I would butt heads all the time. Right. All right. the time, right? He was into the, the oh, I mean, I mean, almost murder. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, Jeff was a killer. He oh had my a job, God, dude. He I mean, had a job been, to do. I'm right. not that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a good mash. I do. I love them. <laughs> right. But I'm not. I'm not that guy. You know. I'm not. I never. I was never. I never shot hands. I mean, so like we'd go around on that. Right. You're and, a traditional. Like, the, it's a grind. Right. It's a the grind continue all that. And I'm like, dude. Yes. Duck hunting is a pleasure. It's not a grind. Yeah. I don't. I still. When I hear it today, yes. And I hear like some of the younger guys use that term. I'm like, you God, what a <laughs> douchebag, God, man. Well, you're, no, it's you not know, a grind. You're it's the hunt, duck. right. You're mm-hmm. the traditionalist. You're mm-hmm. you're for the sport. You're a waterfowler. You know, you it goes back mm-hmm. generations. That's how you were brought up. That's what I'm saying. So that's how you were brought up. I mean, so and your job is to market the company. Market it the way you want to portray it as a traditional waterfowl company where we make stuff for guys who really go after it hardcore and all this stuff. And then like then we talk about then you have the other end and and Jeff is Jeff is, you know, Jeff is hardcore. He, He pushes the limits. He 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 works hard. He scouts hard. He hunts hard like and but. Jeff's thing oh, is, dude. he's all about death. You know what I mean? <laughs> Boy, he's 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 a really really good hunter. No doubt. I mean, he, that's... like when people like when people like want if there's a young people out there or whatever, and they really want an opinion, right? His is a really good opinion. He's a really good hunter. Well, you, they don't, I don't care if it's bullfrogs. Right. If it's or deer. morel mushroom. Right. Or deer or matter. turkeys. Right. Don't matter, dude. Right. That guy's a killer. That's what we're I'm, really good really good at it. That's what I'm saying. There's and and we go back to that mm-hmm. part where you know we're missing, you know, this younger generation or young hunters or new hunters that are getting in are kind of missing all those all all that info. And I say I say, Hey, listen, go back and watch like a DVD. Go back and watch a grounds. Go go back and watch a full moon fever. Go back and watch a you know an early foils episode, or go watch Barney and and uh, and and Buck in a in a in Barney's big boat on the river, smash mallards like right in your face. Right. You know what I mean? Like those are the yep. guys. Like like listen, I I worked for Buck for a while, and uh, the first time I hunted with Buck, 
and and as it kept progressing and we were we would be filming and stuff i would i was in i was in awe on you talk about foils and what he can do and you talk about grounds and 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 fred and colin geese and stuff like that but as far as duck calling like buck was a a flat killer Mm -hmm. like he could put ducks we could be on a street and he'd call him in like he was that dirty on a duck call for hunting Mm -hmm. john don't you think john was like that too yeah oh yeah absolutely absolutely i think i I mean i i remember jeff talking about john back in the day for those that don't know who we're talking about john stevens original but he i mean jeff told me he's like well john's there doesn't nothing else matters <laughs> right right it's, it's over well and he second, learned from butch second place second place is so far behind they think they're leading the race right? that's right and he was he mm-hmm. was a me- yeah. his mentor was butch richenback 100 percent. and it's like 100%. look at look at the students that come after the mentors you know what i mean yep. like you remember back in the day when it was butch richenbach i believe wasn't it chick majors yeah and do you remember Paul Anglin from the north? I don't remember Paul Anglin. I remember. No. Nope. Oh God, there was a guy. Uh, I can't remember the guy that came out from California. It was a, David was his first name, and I can't remember his last name. But he was one of the first guys to come out of the West and win. And people were like, oh, "Okay." People were like, "Holy shit!" Somebody from the mm-hmm. West. Like, are you kidding me? Because it was. Right. Uh, it was sacrilege. Uh, oh my god! Are you kidding me? Like sacrilege. I, I guarantee yeah. everybody down there wanted to kill that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> because you can't. Like, you're not even a Yankee. You're like a, no. a freaking. No, like, dude. I don't even know you're, what you would be called. You're right. a Westie, dude. Right. Like the whole thing <laughs> yeah, changed. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. But but that just put. That just put California duck hunting kind of on the map and some other things. So then it starts to grow. So all oh, the calling contests and all that stuff, that was a whole other marketing tool. And mm-hmm. how many contests did you win? And, you know, Grounds has got winners and, and Foils has winners and Fred's pushing his winners and, and R&T is pushing their winners like Echo. I mean, it was nonstop in your face, you know. So and that was a huge marketing part. You know what I mean? Like who's winning yep. all the championships, and I, you know, and then and then it went opposite. It was like we don't win championships; we we kill birds. Like then it went that way. So I mean, there's right. been so yep. much, you know, evolution there's, there's in the some marketing. There's truth in that, you know. Oh yeah, listen. I I believe that there's there's like it's kind of like like big time dogs, right? There's there's dogs that win field trials. Yes. Agreed. And then there's meat dogs that are unbelievable that you won't lose a bird with unbelievable yes. right yes there's there's the same thing guys calling there's competition callers and yep. there's meat callers yep right like i've hunted with i mean i've got some buddies like one of them's his name's jeff watt who oh, happens yeah. to be a really good friend of you guys oh, down yeah. there you know what i mean the dude the guy is just a killer and, and there's a I lot of guys straight like up Straight up call ducks yes. and straight up kill them, dude. Yep. There's a lot of guys like that that nobody a even lot. knows yep. about. Yep. That's the thing. You know, yep. you talk Ira. about. Yep. Oh, yeah. Ira. Ira. Ira's the same way. I mean, he, you know, people call him the innovator, and he really is, dude. The guy, is he's got a great head. Great head. Best pro- When he makes something, it's usually best in show. Right? It is. Yes. These guys good at it, right? But the dude's a duck hunter. Yes. That's what he is. 
it's it's in your blood you know and listen and it depends on where you are you know you talk about like like let's go back and talk about you talk about bill saunders where listen that kennewick tri-cities mm-hmm. area is mm-hmm. a very different mm-hmm. area and, right. and at the time back then you had only a couple guys that you could that you could say uh and it, and, and i'll name them off you had alex langbell you mm-hmm. had bill saunders and you had Steve Schultz, and Schultz. I don't even think guys will know Steve Schultz, but I'll tell you what. If you wanted to go, if, if you had to kill a duck somewhere in the Northwest and you had to pick one guy, everybody would say, yeah, Steve Schultz, Steve right. Schultz. You know what I mean? If you had to kill a goose, you know, you'd go Bill Saunders or Alex Langbell as far as killing little geese. You know what I mean? Right. Because they knew their yep. areas. Yep. They knew how to call, yep. and it was totally different. Like, you couldn't take... Foils and Grounds and and Fred couldn't go over to Tri-Cities or or come over here to Western Oregon and and get on an I-5 on a cackler hunt or get on those lessers and 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 kill them consistently until they spent some time there. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just that yep. it's just the time thing and what's going on because, you know, could could you know, listen, Fred and Grounds and Foil, like those guys could go anywhere and kill birds. There's no doubt. Yep. But would yep. it would it be tougher when you come to a spot like that? Yeah, that's home. That's called home field advantage. You know what I mean? Nobody knows it like you. So, so you get that. Just like just like you couldn't take Saunders here and send him over to, you know, send him over to right. Illinois in a, and stick him in a pit in in uh, right. Foils's pit or Grounds's pit and right. say, okay, you got it. Yeah, right. it's going to take well, some time to get it. Well, Waterfalling is very, very regional. Yes. Yes. The technique, techniques, birds, calls, decoys, rigging, everything. Where <laughs> it's it's very regional. That's what makes it right? so damn cool. Yeah. Because you yep. can go, you know, you see these guys wanting to trade hunts and stuff, and shit. I get it. Like, who does not want to? Like, I used to watch any show. Anything I could, whether it was video or TV, and the reason why they'd be like, "Why are you watching this shitty show?" Like, like this show is like the worst waterfowl show in the world, right? And first of all, there there isn't that many. Second of all, it's just like I want to see the places that they go because that's the coolest part to me. Like, right. oh, they're shooting this little creek that you can't even walk across and get your feet wet. Or, right. you know, they're shooting some, you know, backwater or some big river or some lake or something that I've never seen. Like, that's why I watch them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, OK, yep. maybe the calling's bad and, you know, they, they're I don't want to say they're dipshits or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't you know, I'm going, look at that spot. That's cool. Like, that'd be such a cool place to hunt. So, you know, that was the cool thing about all the videos and all the shows back then. And if you got to learn something, whether it was a, a zinc or foils or grounds or whatever, you know, you, you took all that in. You just sponged it up. Mm-hmm. It, was, oh, it was just so insane. Yep. It was just mm-hmm. so insane. And now, you know, it, it, it kind of brings us to now and you have, you know, the, the, YouTube, the YouTube generation and Instagram TV and TikTok and yeah. I mean you, shit you could run through all of them and yes the Facebook and you know and everybody's gone you know there's still some on TV but now everybody's going to a a web series or an online show and you have stuff like that and it's just like you know I used to say it back in the day I'm like listen you don't have to pass a test to buy a video camera like you don't like <laughs> I'm sorry to tell everybody <laughs> and and now you don't have to pass a test or you know, uh, 
do anything to put anything on social media or on video. Like it, it just isn't, you know what I mean? Right. So times have changed totally on that. It, it's, it's madness. Like there's so much out there to consume. And like I said, you have the good side, you have the bad side. You just got to filter it, which right. is a whole, you know, a whole other thing. So, mm -hmm. so is FA at the time in like that 0506, are they the yep. first brand for you that you and the waterfowl side that you, you know, you did foils. Yeah. Was that the one that, that kind of like, did that snowball mm -hmm. into doing stuff with, you know, whether you go, I, I don't know what's think, next. I don't know if it's no, Under Armour. I, I, I don't know who's Do next. I know. I think when Tom Dockin came out with a Deadfall Trainer. Okay. Yep. And I and I took that Deadfall Trainer. You can even ask Randy Bartz this. He'll tell you this. Randy and Tom were good friends, and of course, Randy, you know, didn't live that far from me in my farm here, right, in Minnesota. And, right. You know, Randy told me a long time ago. He goes, "The one thing I wished I had done was." I wish I had a higher you, like how, you know, what, like what you did for Tom. Yeah. You know, but when I took that deadfall trainer and Tom and I did like really cool things with that. And, you know, when we went to like outdoor festivals, consumer events, trade shows, um, it was a different show, deal. Shot show in Vegas. Right. And that, when that, product took off and then when we got it in the hands of cabela's back then during their rise their heyday when they were right. starting to build their the first flagship store in Owatonna, minnesota that's right and that all thing happened at the same time and i would say that product is what jeff saw gotcha and jeff jeff contacted me and <laughs> saw me met me in person at the memphis Great Outdoor Festival. Oh, yeah. Ducks Unlimited. Oh, that's right. DU Great Outdoor Festival, yep. Memphis. And yep. I believe that was in 99. And yep. Jeff said, hey, hey, brother. <laughs> he said, hey, brother, I don't yeah. know if I can afford you, but I'd really like you to do my work, you know. Yeah. And, oh, my and God. And I said, well, I said, I mean, affording, that's not really what it's about. It's about taking like one thing and let's do one thing and let's do it really good and see what and then right. let's let's make money doing that and then let's see if that can help fund other things you know and we That's did right. we started with one thing and the next year was two things and pretty soon we were off and running and well, and it you was know, different. I mean, it was different branding, yep. and it was different advertising. Oh, that that that's the totally other thing different. that people need to understand. Totally like different. if you didn't totally see different. it, like if you didn't mm -hmm. open, you know, if you didn't open. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of of what was there was Wildfowl, there was Ducks Unlimited. I mean, what were the? Right. I mean, I'm trying to think of if there was. Oh shit! Even it, you know there was as far as Waterfowl right. magazines though there mm -hmm. wasn't a ton still. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. So mm -hmm. I don't even know if I'm missing any. I mean, that was really it. You had, uh, I mean, DU, DU. I mean, Delta Wildfall, wasn't pushing a magazine at the time, like or were they? Southern Waterfall back yeah. then. Yeah. Southern, Southern Waterfall back then. Um, yeah, I mean that was. I mean that was really. It wasn't many that's though. What I'm and then you know, catalog. Oh right. Catalog back then was like a big thing. You know, that's we right. did. You know, and dudes, foils never ever did anything half-assed in his life nothing right if he's like you're the best if we're I gonna do you, it let's do it 
And I'm like, well, dude, I mean, we're going to photograph 50 calls. I mean, that's that's a lot, right? right. Do it. Right. Make, I want the best, right. right? And then, you know, we made a presentation even for Max. Right. Like, right. you know, again, back then, catalog was big. When it, Max Prairie Wings catalog came to your door and the Cabela's fall thing came it was to your the door, Bible. that signaled the beginning of fall. It was the Bible. That's that right. Was it. That was it. Listen, I, yep. I, I can attest because, and, and it didn't matter where you were, it didn't matter where you were um, retail-wise. Like, if you were in a store, like, even if you were in a mom-and-pop store, uh, like, guys would come in with one of those catalogs or a flyer with them and say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. I mean, it was it was insane at the time. And then, and then you get into those events, like I said, and it was a war. Who was putting up banners? Who was trying right. to cut up, cut you know cut this banner down, put another banner up? Uh, let's Avery put my was. <laughs> Avery was. Let's put That's my what banner in front of your banner. <laughs> you know, if you put yours at the front of the store, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive mine out to the street that you turn yep. on, and I'm gonna put it out there. Like it yep. was such it was such a war. Oh my god. No, it was. Such it a, really was. Such a good it time. was combat. <laughs> it was. It was such a good time. It was Holy com. Crap. It was combat marketing back then. It yes. really was way, way, way different than right now. So, so then yeah. what? So then what happens? I mean, you kind of, you kind of go through FA, and how long do you handle that? How long do you do the marketing? How long? Well, does it I had last? FA. And they sold it to Bushnell. That's right. And I did Bushnell for maybe. Maybe a year or 18 months, but they didn't really want it. They had their own people. Yes, they, they had their own, bring right, their own internal their unit. Their mentality of how they did things. Yeah. And it was, if you ask me, it was over. It was the beginning of the end. Right, because then they said, well, we have, we're paying people in-house to do all these, you know, 6, 10, 12 other brands you know why would we need somebody else but the thing that they were missing and this is this is what happens and and Ron and I talked about this as well and so did so did I with Dave Smith as well like we talked mm-hmm. about you know the the disconnect with the customer and mm-hmm. and the disconnect from the end user and all the guys that were you know let's say making the products selling the products and marketing the products were not end users so then right. the, the disconnect starts then if the person that's making the products is in a waterfowler and he's not an end user and he's not hardcore then the product right. starts slipping then right. here's the yep and then yep. it's a here's, slippery slope here's the deal here's the deal duck hunting of all passion sports in my opinion sits at the top only only a fly fishing freak would, yes, would would relate to like a waterfowler. Yes, and I okay. think archery is now, a third. It, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I just don't think there's quite the history there. Agree, but there's that yet. But I mean, there will there such, be? Yeah, there probably will yeah. be. But yeah, maybe we could throw that in there. But what I'm saying here's the difference: you're not marketing aspirin. That's or right. Toilet paper. That's right. It's if not a you, widget. If you don't know this game, yes, you can. You can't talk to the people. You can't. You can the only bullshit them so out long. Is bullshit. Yeah. And if you're yep. not authentic, that's right. It's over. It's yes. over. I, I'd say it all the time. You can listen. You can only bullshit somebody so long before they figure it out, and that's, that's it. it. Like it, it. 
it, it's easy. Like the guys, the real guys can see through it. And the waterfowl 100%. bunch is so in tune because, because they're so specific in their needs. And that's what you talk about, right. just like a fly fisherman. So specific in their needs that right. if you try to sell them something and say, man, this is the best thing to come along. And the guys go, man, that's bullshit. That's not going to work. Like, forget it. You're done. You're dead in the water. Right. I mean, right. and if one guy's saying it, it's over because you know there's you, more saying it. You, you know? can ask, in my whole yep. career, and you, your, your, your listenership right here, I'm 61 years old, and I've been doing this a long time. And the one thing that hurt me most in my whole career was losing F.A. Yeah. Because that, that was, was the, you felt that, that was the worst thing. Boy, it was me, dude. Right. You. That right. was. That's right. That was my baby, right? Then now it's boss, right? Right. And so now I you get, get to I do get to do boss like that now. But I'm telling you, dude, FA would have been a powerhouse, and no one would have even come close to it. And that means Avery. And that hurt because I listen. I I was I was talking to Ron and telling him, you know, listen. We go through the progression of the sales, and they also went through a progression at the factory level and making products. And there was a time, there was a section of time where the blinds and the aluminum go to a different factory, and it's substandard, and, and the shit is breaking. And I look at them, and I go, oh, my God. I'm like, I got to buy a different blind, a different company, because... These are breaking, and I can't be spending my money and sending them back all the time. i got to buy something else. And that, that hurt. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, that hurt yep. deep down because I was on this side of the fence fighting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. And that hurts. Yep. Like, I was in yep. the war. I was on this side, and now I might have to buy something else, you know, from any other manufacturer. And that, I told Ron, I said, that felt really shitty. And I, because I took pride in it. You know, I knew Ron personally. I knew all those guys. I knew I knew Saunders. I knew Grounds. I knew, you know, yep. I knew everybody and it was like I was part I was part of that. So that hurt. And and there's no doubt when that stuff when that stuff happened, it lost like you think like you said, Oh, I lost, you know, I lost and, and how many consumers that were all bought into FA were done. Oh like, done. Tons. Done, yeah tons mm -hmm. like yep. it was it was it was the downfall from there and then and then it gets you know sold again or or, or bushnell but turns oh, into atk terrible. and then it's sold to vista and and the terrible. one thing you know the one thing that i told ron i said listen i said the one thing that i could at least say other than those years that uh you know the manufacturing on the blinds uh the aluminum was bad and, and there was a lot of returns. And, and I mean, that, that really killed a lot of that section right there. I said, other mm -hmm. than that part right there, like Bushnell, ATK, like Vista, all of them, like they really didn't do anything to harm the brand, like, like totally to the ground. They didn't burn it to yeah, the they ground. Did. Like, yeah, they did. You, what part do you think <laughs> did? Like, like I think, yeah, well, did, at dude. that they point, killed it. Yeah, I guess at that point, but then. Bushnell killed it, dude. Yeah, I, 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 dude, I, we had momentum going. That I, I would agree. He that was a freaking freight train at that time. Well, right? and it and was a head-on like, fight with you, Avery, you, right? You, 
No, you put people in charge, and it's like you said, yeah. right? They're not end users. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. It's well, over. I guess I guess what I'm saying. So after that section, you come back and then you 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 look at the, I don't I don't know mm-hmm. like like when the I guess when the smoke clears and the fight's over because like you said they got killed at a certain point and then it's over, and then the, the logo's just sitting there, and then it just sits there, like mm-hmm. the the next I, like say the mm-hmm. next eight years after that or six years after that mm-hmm. like nothing happens like they don't mm-hmm. make anything new there's no innovation it just sits. So for mm-hmm. the last six years until we grabbed it, like, it's just sitting. So yep. so I guess that's the part that I look at, like, okay, like, after the smoke clears, like you said, it was, it was you know, shot and dead. Mm-hmm. Like, you go, okay, well, they didn't do anything else, so they didn't really ruin it at the end there. They just left it. It was like an old, old car that still ran. Like, you jump in it and you clean it up, and maybe you could do something with it. So, you know, yep. what, what do you do? But, but man, I... I mean, could- I, could you now, like, could F.A., like, right now with, you know, the horsepower and the people that are behind it right now, I mean, could we go back to that old stuff and could we, you know, find lightning in a bottle? Oh, yeah. I, I believe it 100%. Well, I think that name. I, I'd even look. I'd even look. I asked Stevie. I was down there. We were bullish about Boss one day. And I asked him, I said, dude, why, why'd you change the logo? And he's like, well, we wanted to get away from right. what it looked like because... It was, you know, it, it, it had probably that bad had taste. become distasteful. Right. It and had, I'm like, right. oh, well, I get that. I yeah. get that. But I'm telling you, that old look, that old look that was created back in 05, oh, we could bring that back. Well, I mean, listen, the, 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 the <sighs> name in itself, you know, I think still is, is a name yep. that is well-recognized. You know, yep. it, it's still, listen. It's still a badass name, no matter what you say. Oh, it's you know what super I mean. Cool. It is. Oh no! Look at it's the look, cool, at, look at the names that are you know that are still going or whatever. You say final approach, and you're like, "What's that? That sounds deadly! Like what the hell? Like even if you don't know what it is, that's a badass name." So, so you know, we're just trying to, we're trying to get back to the, and that's the whole the whole thing now. And it's been mm-hmm. taking us a while, and and this fall. Hopefully everybody will see some of the stuff that we at least got going and created because yeah. it, it took, oh my God, it took so long to sift through the oh, remains, yeah. let's call it, and mm-hmm. and figure out like what factories we can still use, like where do we do this, like how can we make this better, and it, and it takes like two years to sift through the, the shit, like right. I'm not, no lie. You know, so mm-hmm. finally, and then you're always a year behind. So then, like I said, finally this fall, you'll see, you know, some stuff that that we got going, you know, new stuff. So it's like, man, mm-hmm. this has been a wild ride. I wouldn't change it for the world. And and the cool thing about it is I love I love the history and talking about this stuff because it, it truly was an incredible time to come through the industry or learn about it and mentor from these guys Mm -hmm. and learn like like that's what i just wish a lot of the i wish a lot of the younger kids and and uh uh you know new hunters you know kind of kind of go out on the limb and maybe you know go back to one of these old heads and and talk to them you know you see you see foils at a show you need to go talk to them Oh, absolutely. I mean, holy crap. You need you see Saunders at a show, you know, you see any of these oh, yeah. Randy Barts, like you need to just sit down and ask the guy if you could just 
have a moment of his time and just soak it up like anybody mm-hmm. that you know and and it's just wisdom and it's the stuff that they went through and learned and man listen no matter what changes you know tactics on you know fooling waterfowl and working hard and getting the job done like some of the some of the tools have changed but man listen that that drive and that passion and that knowledge is still valuable from yeah. those cats like yeah you know you you brought it up earlier i think in an earlier conversation you and i had like those old guys like once you're in this game <laughs> there's no getting out dude you can't <laughs> no it consumes out. your it consumes your life Reti- Listen, retire yeah oh. whatever dude <laughs> when i got married when i got married um thank god my wife amy was like is this this duck this duck hunting thing is that serious? Like it's oh, that serious. serious. And I was like, I was like, listen, like, this is, yeah. I, I mean, like you know. And I was telling her, you know, we're about to get married. And I'm like, listen, like, and she 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 saw it for a couple seasons before we got married. Like she saw me every day going morning, afternoon, come back, this that, like plan it around that, like just everything, plan kids around. You know, we were planning kids around waterfowl season, like all that stuff. She was like okay I, I i get the passion like i i get it i don't fully uh-uh. i don't fully no, understand it but i can well i don't fully <laughs> understand it but i let me say this i accept it i'll still marry you <laughs> yep, yep yep she understands you and that's be grateful for that dude right because she it un- is she understands you yep it is a wild wild life and it, wild. it is such a passionate thing that that's why i say like i just i just go that's why waterfowlers you could sit down and and, it, and it, I don't care where you come from or, or what you do. You could you could sit down and if you're at the airport, and all of a sudden somebody's got like a duck hunting shirt on or something, and you say what's up to him, and you start talking. You you don't know the guy from anything, and I guarantee you sit there and talk for an hour. If he's a, if he's a nutcase like you, it, you could be there and be like, oh shit, I just missed my flight oh. or whatever. Like that's yep. that's how crazy we are in this deal. So crazy. Yep, I, I love it. It's the I truth. love it. Lee Jost, bro, mm-hmm. I, I so appreciate This was such a good time. Uh, I think the information is incredible. Uh, I hope somebody gets something out of this, learns a little bit of history, gets something out of it, goes view something, check something out, anything. Like that's the, that's the whole part about this is that hopefully mm-hmm. somebody gets some entertainment out of it or just for something sure. out of this because this, this, yep. is, this is how we live. This is what we live for. So it's been... Uh, Man, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you, you know, lending some no, time to us. No, no days off, right? That's right, brother. <laughs> no days off. Well, when you have foils on, you make sure to give them my best, will you? I will, buddy. I'll tell them exactly that, right. and and I appreciate it. And I'm sure uh, our paths will cross here soon. Listen, oh, listen. I hope so. Listen, uh, let's mm. talk real quick about the boss shells before we get off because I, I, we didn't even get into that hardcore. You're handling mm. you're handling all the marketing there. Like I I, yep. I don't want to forget that. Like you're handling everything there. How mm-hmm. the hell mm-hmm. does that go down? Like who do you run into? <laughs> you know, I, I think the story's well, on the website and you kind of do it. So you know, but give me the rundown. Like how all of a sudden, like okay, you're not out of the game yet, but mm-hmm. going into shot shells, like where the hell does that come from? So there's the dude's name's Brandon Sarecki. He lives in Bridgman, Michigan. He's uh a generational metal plater and sportsman and he's got a young boy named Landon who's like eight up 
Right. He's ate up with it. He's got it like we got it. Right. 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 He's, he's one of us. Right. That's right. And Brandon starts taking him hunting, and Brandon's a really, really smart, like whip smart dude. Gotcha. So he figured out this shell, and we started to go on a couple of these trips, and some of the guides started to shoot this shell. And he'd show up the next year, and they're like, hey, dude, you got any more of those shells? So he was just loading and, them. He was just loading mm-hmm. them at the house or just, where? Just, yep. Like, just, yep, I, just, I came yep. up with it. But I got now you. remember, he's got a metal plating shop, a big Yeah, so he knows what he's doing. It's, shop, right? right. So he's right. he's a blue-collar, right. a blue-collar Midwest boy, right? Right. Blue jeans, T-shirt. He's always got black shit on his skin and dirt <laughs> from working. I mean, he's a fucking worker, right? Well, and listen, and, yep. and just so everybody knows, like, this is this is a guy who, this isn't some nut job in a garage, like, no. playing with gunpowder. No. Like, this is a no. legit dude. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, people no. go like, oh, a new shell. Mm-hmm. Like, who, who was, mm-hmm. was making it in the mad scientists in mm-hmm. their garage? No. no, this is a real dude, no, right? It, right. Yep, no, this guy's, di- this guy's right. got it dialed in, right? Well, he started to hear good things about this shell from people, and he's like, and they were like, you should you should make these. <laughs> That's how it happens. Making these, and he's like, really? And he's like, well. So he started to ask people in the industry, like, who could, who could help me? I have this product. Who could help right. me get this thing to market? Right. And he eventually he came to me. Right. I don't know. I mean, it, one guy said this, and one guy said that. Yeah. Pretty soon, he's they call me. Right. He calls me. And I turned him down the first time. And then he calls me again. He's like, I really, really would like you to think about this. And I'm like, well, yeah, I appreciate, I mean, I really do. I really do appreciate the offer. And then he's like, why, why won't you do, why, why won't you do this? And I said, well, in all honesty, I'm busy. And if I take this one on, it's going to, it's going to eat me up. Quite honestly, dude, right. it's going to be like F.A. was to me. Right. I'm going to bury so, myself in it. Right. I'm going to eat that, right? I'm going to live, eat, breathe this one, right? right? Well, he's like, what are you doing Tuesday? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, Bonnie and I, my wife, B, I call her B. I said, we'll be at the farm. And he's like, where's the farm? I said, it's Fairbolt, Minnesota, or in Webster, Minnesota. And he's like, Where's the nearest airport? And I said, MSP. And he goes, no, not that kind of airport. And I'm like, oh. I said, okay. I said, well, there's an airport, a nice strip down in Faribault. And he goes, how far is that from your farm? I said, ah, like 20 minutes or whatever. Right. So he's like, pick me up at Tuesday at 8 o'clock. And I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> this is okay. getting interesting. So I picked him up at... Tuesday morning, 8 o'clock sharp, he was there. He got in the truck, and he said, hey, dude, my name's Brandon. <laughs> and honest to God, it was like I'd known the dude for yep, see what my, happens. Whole, my whole life. Like yep. childhood buddies, right? Yep. Asshole, asshole buddies. You know? Yep. <laughs> and, and so he came to my barn and the uh. farm, and we sat in the barn, and we talked about this. And we talked about, you know, can we do this this way? And we talked about direct-to-consumer we talked about, you know, really, really making the best shell made for the consumer for the very best price. Right. And if you're committed to that, 
and you give me carte blanche to run this thing and grow this thing, I'll do it for you. Right. And, I mean, we pretty much did it. I mean, well, you know what, you you can tell what's going on with it. It's <laughs> well, the buzz is the buzz is there. It's so, on fire. <laughs> so tell me, so tell me this. So does do you end up getting a part of the company? Oh yeah, I, oh, mean, I own a I bunch mean, of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean that's what oh, I, that's sure what I was I hoping. I was I hoping that's where it was going. I don't talk about it, but I mean, if you ask me, yeah, but I'm that's gonna, where you're bleeding. I, if somebody, if that's somebody asks me something, they're going to get my answer, and yeah. you're always going to get it straight from yeah. me, right? But do I like run around saying that? No, I don't, right? But is it is it brand wise? Is it my baby? Oh, for sure, dude. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, for sure, yeah. like you know, because yeah, the thing I, is, the yeah, passion takes over. Yep. Like that's it. Like you're you're eating and yep. breathing that like that's that's your yep. baby that's why i said we yep. go, we go to those mm-hmm. links and and we're that crazy about it because yep. you want it to succeed you put all your time into it and you're proud of it and you know mm-hmm. if you if you make a good product and you feel like you're helping waterfowlers out or sportsmen out you could sleep at night knowing that you have a business you're making some money on it and and you love what you do and there's nothing yep. else there's nothing else out there that anybody could, you know, ask for if you if you got all those boxes checked. Oh, yeah, dude, it's it's. Well, you know the thing the thing that I talk about is I remember I remember my dad like I remember you know being carried into the to the swamp lead, you know. Yeah, you remember I, lead. I remember yeah, but I remember f- number fives. I remember oh, yeah. fives. fives like that's all mm-hmm. my dad talked about. He talked about With the like it didn't mm-hmm. matter like. Like, oh, I got this. At, no, no, no. Fives. <laughs> yeah, it was the gold say. standard, dude. Jesus, it that's was all you would say. Two and th- a two and three two and quarter, quarter inch, inch number fives five was the gold standard well. in 12 gauge. And that's where we start. And I saw so many, I saw so many birds get killed off of that with my dad as we were growing up. I mean, sh- I mean, oh, yeah. shit. I couldn't even carry a gun at that time. You know what I mean? We, we just went. I think my mom was just like, you three, me, my brother, my dad, you, you got to take the dog and get the hell out of the house. Like, or my dad was like, I'm going hunting. And my mom said, well, you need to take the boys with you. Like, that was it. Because I remember my dad carrying us in. There was this big swamp, this big lake that, that backed up kind of in, in Pennsylvania. And my dad would carry us in. And he would carry us in one at a time because he was the only one who had hip boots. And he would sit us on these stumps. And we would just sit there and watch. And it was just mm-hmm. like, it was a show. And it was Crazy. like that. That's hey, really what turned me. What did your dad? What did your dad shoot for a gun? If you don't mind my asking, he shot a Browning, A five. He shot a square back. Yep. Yeah, he shot a square back and number fives, right? Yep. Okay. And it the was. Brown, the, he still has A5, it. A five. Yep. Still has it. An A, an A five, and a Winchester Model twelve, and a two and three quarter inch number five shell was the gold standard. Period. Yep. The he, best. And he had, and he had a Model Twelve. Uh, he had one. My dad collects, and he still does. My dad's still alive, which is awesome. And he and he collects, and he still has all those Model Twelves. He still has the A five. And then my dad, like when we started, you know, pheasant hunting a lot, because that was very prevalent back in Pennsylvania at the time when we were kids. My dad loved double barrels. He got into the double barrel thing, and he was just ate up with that's, it. So he's just that's, yeah. So that's I, me now, dude. Oh, he's all that's about I, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's me now. 
that's what I'm into. Yep. So, so incredible. So, yeah, I mean, that you're right. I mean, that was the gold standard. Like, like that's mm-hmm. like, I just remember, like, if I don't remember nothing else, I remember number fives. So, like, that's the funny shit about all that. Okay. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Oh, 100%. my God. What a golden age. Well, that's awesome. Yep. Well, then, I, I everybody can go to the website and check it out. Go to Boss Shot Shells. You'll see the cool marketing stuff. There's no doubt about it. The buzz is there. You know, you know the guys. They're waterfowlers. They're end users. And that's the cool thing about all this. You know, I seem to, you know, I seem to gravitate and get along with people that are end users that kind of have the same vibe. You know, because there's other guys who have different vibes in this industry. There's no doubt about it. And you could just tell in like the first five minutes if you're gonna vibe and you're gonna BS the whole time and whatever. You know what I mean? So that's yep. that's the cool thing about it. So you know. It's such a it's such a cool sport and it's such a cool game that you know, I'm. It's, I'm, the, best. it's the best game, no doubt about it. Grateful to be in it. So, brother, I, listen, yep. I so appreciate everything. I think we got oh. everything out there we needed to and more. I'm sure we could talk for five more hours. It wouldn't even matter. <laughs> Let's go hunting and <laughs> do know, it. <laughs> there's no there's no doubt. Listen, I'm just praying for the fall to come back to normal and hopefully yeah. we're just normal and we're just going because no matter yep. what, I'm going. That's it. It'll be normal. It'll be normal this year. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having me on, dude. Lee, I appreciate it, Bubba, and I'm sure I'll talk to you soon, and I appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks, Bye. Lee. Talk to you soon. You bet. All right, Mike. Bye. Lee Jose, everybody, incredible on uh, branding, pictures, everything about it. He's a, a head case for waterfowl. He's just one of those dudes, and and. And that's why, like I said, you can meet some guy in a in a dark alley, and if he's got a duck hunting shirt on or a goose hunting shirt, and all of a sudden you see it, like all, all of a sudden you're like best buddies, and you start chatting it up. So he's one of those guys. So and they got cool products, and he was a huge part of that FA branding, you know, back in those middle 2000s uh, when the war was going on. So what 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 cool history? So big shout outs to him, man. What a what a great. What a great, great episode. So, listen, I appreciate, appreciate you listening. We're going to keep this going. More episodes coming. All you have to do is keep it here. Uh, you can go to past episodes, further episodes. Like, be ready because we're just we're just knocking them out. It's kind of the F.A. history, history of waterfowl, whatever you want to call it. Like, we're just we're just getting you updated and, and, and taking um, down memory lane or giving you some info that maybe you didn't know from way, way back. All right? That's the F.A. podcast. Big shout-outs to uh, everybody that, that helps us out and our partners, uh, Weatherby Shotguns and uh, my, my folks at Rogers Sporting Goods and Federal Ammunition and Ranchland Outfitters. So big shout-outs to all those guys and, and the help and everything they do here. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'm Mario. I'm out. <laughs>